we're ready to party. So Faith, we're gonna I'm gonna do the intro stuff and then um, I'm going to close this out. I'm gonna do the intro stuff and then you and I are do our thing. So welcome everybody. <laughs> this is Monday night. Today is uh, 5 9 2016 and my guest is in tomorrow, but we'll get to her in just a few minutes. This is Jen Springer and I've been with the company since 2001 and my anniversary date is actually, I believe, Wednesday. <laughs> so happy anniversary to me. It's been, I'll be going in my 16th year with Young Living and things are always changing, you know. I mean, it's just totally cool and I just remember thinking, what could I possibly do? You know, I'd see people who are older, you know, that were retiring. I'm like, what could I possibly do that I would love to do for that long? <laughs> I really didn't think it was possible to find something that you could do for your life and not hate it. I, I hated every job that I had, even when I started working when I was 16. I don't like to be told what to do, what to wear, when to show up, when to leave. It's not that I have a problem with working. I just have a problem with authority. <laughs> and so when I have my own business, I can do whatever I choose, whether that's the right thing or the wrong thing. But when I, hold on, we closed my window because I think it's making some noise of airplanes. Uh, when I was introduced to Young Living in 2001, it was by my veterinarians. And they, um, back then, as you, go, you know, with Young Living, we didn't really talk about the business as much. And they invited me over to a gathering at their home, but they wanted to ask me if I'd be interested in partnering and going into business with them. And it was actually about Young Living. And I'm really grateful that they did that because within six months of starting my business, I started actually started my business in the fall of 2001, even though I enrolled in the spring. And within six months, I was able to quit my corporate job. And within a few years, I was able to create a very, very substantial income. And now, you know, obviously being in these upper ranks in Young Living, you know, we make very healthy six-figure incomes. And, you know, I don't know where I would be at if it wasn't for that situation. I'd be doing well because I was making good money back then when I was in my 20s. But I, I could tell you I don't think I'd be making what I'm making now. You know, maybe, I don't know. But still, I would love what I do. And it's even more important. And we have this incredible gift with, Young Living. You know, we have these products and we also have the business. So do not be shy with listening to people, what they're, you know, what's going on in their life and then offering the solution. You know, we judge people and we make a decision whether we talk to them or not based off of that judgment. And that's really important. I did send in the video, in the, a video through the email that I sent out yesterday that Richard Brooke did. And it talked about, um, uh, you know, talking to people in conversation and being inquisitive and, and, and not being a creep. And so I, you know, I, I encourage you to, to watch that. But I'm always going to ask you, what are you doing personally to grow every day? You know, what are you, right now, kudos, you're listening to this, but what else are you doing? And staying plugged in to videos, audios, books, you know, readers or leaders, you know, there's that old cliche. It's so important to keep that going because you've got to stay plugged in. It's like, you know, your battery. I mean, literally like your phone. If you pull your phone off of the plug, you within a day or so, it's going to be dead, right? And then you'll be trying to resuscitate a dead phone, <laughs> but you got to plug it back in. And we're the same way. You know, you could listen to this training and be like really excited and then or you could go to a seminar or listen to an audio or something and you're pumped. But then you don't listen to anything for a while, and then you like whoop, you fizzle out. You've got to stay 
plugged in. If you don't, you're just going to forget what your priorities are. You're going to forget why you're doing this business. You're going to lose your vision and your momentum, and you're going to just fizzle out, and you're going to quit, or you'll put Young Living on the back burner and your business in the back burner. Oh, I'll just do it next week, or I'll do it after Memorial Day, or oh, you know what? The kids, we're going to have a summer vacation. We'll do it after that. Well, you know, then they're going to go back to school. I'll start the business after that. Well, Thanksgiving is coming, and maybe maybe after the holidays. And all of a sudden, I'm sure some of you this has happened to. <laughs> You've got to, like, stop. Stop it. And that's why we've created the Diamond Factory training. You know, a lot of you have joined. And for those of you that we announced last week as the winners, um, be sure that you email Monty back. He uh, sent you all emails. Let me go through and see if I've got that right here. Um, the winners from last week, in case you guys didn't uh, hear that. Oh, Liz Marciniak won the GoPro book. Miranda Utter won a GoPro book. Jennifer Johnson won a GoPro book. Todd Dorsey won a GoPro book. Kirsten Ward won a GoPro book. Beverly Krupp won a one-on-one -on -one with me as a coaching, an hour coaching. And then we decided to do a bonus with Rita... Butchler, I don't know if I said that right, Rita, I apologize. We are gifting you a membership to use to gift to somebody in your team. Now, if those, if any of you are listening, make sure you reply to Monty's email or get a hold of me so we can get you your books. And if some of you have and have contacted him and we're going with that, but some, a lot of you we have not heard from. So if not, we have to choose somebody else. <laughs> and you don't want to do that. Okay, let me close this up here. So with the Diamond Factory training, uh, there's a lot of perks to doing that. And tomorrow we start for the members, and I sent you an email already, members of the Diamond Factory training, the premium membership, um, where we're going to do the Q&A and the strategy calls, the second and the fourth Tuesday of the month at noon. So you will have a special email with a special phone number. And we're going to start tomorrow at 12 central time at noon clock. And so be sure you come because <laughs> this is part of your perks of being a member. And that's very, very exciting. Also, the Diamond Factory System members, the people who are using the you know Live Green, Earn Green, and the 10 Tips, and then our new program that's going to be starting, um, you are also invited to that as well. So look for that in your emails. But if you're not already a member and you need to stay plugged in and w listen to the audios and download the recordings and be able to watch the webinars and everything that we've done for you, the premium membership level includes that plus these other extra calls. So go to diamondfactorytraining.com and get your subscription upgraded to premium. It's the way to keep your battery plugged in so you don't fizzle out. Okay, let's talk quickly about the uh, la, 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 la. specials this month are totally amazing. So for 190 PV, we get a bottle of 15 mil of Melrose, a 5 mil of Manuka. And if you're on Essential Rewards, you get a 5 mil of Cedarwood, which is one of my favorite oils. I love that oil in the diffuser. For 250 PV, you get all of that, plus a bonus of 20 Essential Reward points. And you get at 325, a little bit different than normal, you get those things plus a Dewdrop diffuser. So that's a retail value of $190. Now this is where it gets really exciting. At 425, you get all of that plus the art skincare system. I've been using art since it came out, 
And whenever I go to the esthetician to get my face done, my facials, she puts me under that big magnifier and is like, your skin is beautiful. Like, what are you doing for your skin? And I'm like, well, I use Young Living products on my face. And I use the Art Skin Care, and I've been using it for a very long time. So I highly encourage that is part of your beauty regimen because people will look at you and say, holy smokes, what is going on with your skin? <laughs> All right, so let's move on. We've done the specials, and tonight is the Monday night call and webinar. Let me move this, make sure it's okay in the right spot. And if you are looking for the recordings of the audios, those are available also at diamondfactorytraining.com. And those are at the free level. You can get the audios. If you want to see the webinars and the up, upper level trainings, that's when you've got to upgrade to the premium level membership. And we have the calls also posted on our simpletraining.com the last four weeks. So for the webinar we had last week, we're still editing that. It does sometimes take a little bit to do the editing. But that will be coming very shortly. I just finished it up today. Well, our guest today is coming in from afar. We have somebody on the line tonight who is in Singapore. Um, Spade Teo had started her Young Living journey not that long ago, but she was able to um, create some very, very um, positive and very interesting things in her business. And she's gone through different emotions, different growth periods, during her time, and I'm really excited for her to share that with you because the market is very different over there than it is in the United States, and I'll tell you, they do some really cool things over there as well that we don't do here, and if you're in Canada, the same thing. So I'm really excited that you're here, Faith. Welcome to the Monday Night Call, and I'm really glad that you are up early in the, tomorrow morning and you're joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me here, Jen. Yes, you are incredibly welcome. So when you started, did you start out as a product user? How did you get going? I know that you started, you stopped. What happened at the beginning, way, 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 way when you first began? I know you've got quite a story about that. Yeah, actually what's very interesting was that, um, so I've always been living in Singapore. I've never lived in other countries. Uh, so for those who are not too sure where Singapore is, we are little, we're a little tiny country of about 7 million people only uh, in Southeast Asia. We are actually like on the Ecuador, uh, not Ecuador, we are actually on the equator itself. So that's like really hot tropical weather over here. I started way back in Young Living, um, I can't remember when actually, but I, when I first started casually as a Young Living product user, I was, it was at that point, right, um, there is no Young Living office in Singapore. So I have to order my stuff in from the USA. At that time, I wasn't a mother yet. I think that was like, um, I think it was even before 2010, about 2007 or 2008. So it was ordering products from, from, from USA to ship into Singapore itself. And because um, I, to be really honest, right, there's just so many awesome products in Young Living that I wasn't too sure how to use. Um, as a team, right, we were still very green in the whole thing, still trying to figure out how to get things going and stuff like that. So to be honest, after like about one or two months of ordering, I actually dropped out of um, essential rewards and went inactive soon after. I came back to Young Living again in the year of, uh, let me see, 2012, no, 2011. I was actually pregnant at the time. And you know, if, if you're like me, when, um, when you realize that you're pregnant, 
um, I just wanted the best of my kid. I actually wanted you know something that is natural, something that is uh, very supportive of her wellness. And um, I, I just want to keep her healthy when she's born and have a great pregnancy as well. So that was where my sponsor, who sponsored me previously until my account went inactive, she came to me and said that, hey, do you want to consider using the Young Living Oils again? And I, and I did. At the time, I was really serious about getting right into it and learning and really learning how to use the products well. So I joined that Young Living in 2011. I've been a product user all the way up to, let's say, 2013, when I've given birth to my kid and was returning back to work. So during the time, um, uh, I loved the products because what happened was that uh, it just gave me everything that I needed for, you know, for the kind of motherhood and childhood that I wanted for my family. For my child, I've gotten, um, uh, you know, uh, what you call that, um, a uh, natural, natural delivery without any, um, without, without any assistance. That's pretty awesome because over here in this country, they're very heavy about um, what you call the active management label, whereby they'll give you drugs and you know, epidurals and stuff like that to get you going. And I didn't any of that. So I'm so grateful to the oils for giving me the birth that I wanted, you know, empowering the birth that I wanted actually. And when my kiddo comes along, my first daughter, my, my, my first born, my daughter, Juvia, it was really good. It was like, um, she was a pretty healthy baby, and anytime we needed like extra assistance in supporting her wellness, we actually were using the oils for that. And um, yeah, pretty grateful for it. She's been very healthy. I've gotten my son. I gave it to my son like um, when was it last year? So he's actually just turned one years old last month itself, and it's been the same thing too. And I'm just very grateful for that. Also because over here um, in this country itself, right, um, they're pretty strict about the medication that they can give to the babies and the young ones too. Uh, so I think for mothers out there, right, um, I think we all could do with some with some additional support, lah. You know, in terms of wellness, and yeah. Now, um, you when you decided you were going yeah, after you had your first um, baby. You decided at that point because you loved your job as an IT, you know, in IT. But something happened within you when it was time to go back to work. What happened that brought you to starting Young Living as a business? Okay, so for myself, I was just telling Jen the previous time was that before I became a mother, I was just the quintessential career woman. So for me, it was like I love my work. Okay, so. Um, I, I guess I'm in a very blessed space that throughout my life, right, the jobs that I've been in, the careers from sales to uh, to writing to IT, I've loved each and every one of them, and I do have things like Monday blues, <laughs> and so like um, yeah, I love my job, right, and but the whole thing just changed 180 degrees when. I have my daughter because suddenly it feels like it's a lot more important to be there for my daughter than to say like um, to be in a job like you know 10 to 12 hours away from her every day every weekday just to bring home the bacon bring home the so bacon. That was <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so that was where um, I, I went back to work after my maternity leave in let's see 2013 uh, late January and that was where the internal conflict, the internal struggle in me began. Because it was about like, um, I was just, not so devastated, but I was pretty much heartbroken leaving her at home, 
going to work and missing her, you know. And um, I, I, I realized that suddenly I still love what I do, but it doesn't hold the kind of meaning for me anymore. I just want to be home for my kiddo. So that was where I went back to my sponsor and said that, okay, uh, I would want to give it a go at trying to you know, build Young Living as a business. Before that, she actually came to me and asked me to consider it because she tells me that, look, Faith, you know, you love learning, you love to share your information, and that makes a great builder. That makes a great builder, so why don't you consider that? At the time, I just told her that, oh, I'm just not good in sales, I'm not good in marketing, so I don't think I'll do this thing. But it was quite a U-turn for me when I tell her that, okay, okay, fine, I'm ready to take it on right now. <laughs> yeah, you things when you had a good reason. Yes, that's right. And so, yeah, I started with my first home sharing in February itself. Uh, pretty good. It was a very, very small home sharing. I've only invited three of my friends, but all three signed up, so that's 100% rate. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we just, you know, go on from uh, from strength to strength over there, basically. Yeah. I left my job in, when was it? I actually um, took my boss on my intention to resign in, uh, let me see, that was like July itself. So I actually started my business with Young Living full-time, October 2013. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, how long did it take you to really start to gain momentum? I mean, when you first got started, you started doing home sharing. How did you get the momentum to be able to start creating significant income? Let me see. Okay, at the time when I begin begin the home sharing stuff, right? So, so one thing to know is that I, I'm not sure about America itself as home, but over here in Singapore and probably the other countries in Southeast Asia, we're very plugged into technology. So a lot of us have a smartphone, you know, either an iPhone or an Android phone. We are plugging on the Facebook, on Instagram, on uh, we have this messaging service called WhatsApp, where you can literally like message to anyone in the world, and you're just writing it on your own, um, you know, phone plan, right? Uh, so it it was um, so for me, right? To be really honest, did I did a lot of home sharing in the beginning? Not really. To jumpstart my business at that point, right, I've only done like about, let me see, um, about three home sharings right in the beginning where I first started my business. A lot of it was sharing through technology. Oh. So that was like sharing through WhatsApp. Is that all wow. Ah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was a very interesting talk. That's what, that's what I said earlier that... Um, uh, even though, we, I mean, for Southeast Asia as a region itself, compared to America and probably and maybe Europe, we are a bunch of very uh, scattered uh, countries in this region itself, but we're, we're very plugged into the technology. So if we look at, um, let's say, like the top leaders in this region and maybe also for Hong Kong too, and Hong Kong is also small if you don't kind of like combine it with China, yeah? And I think that's also the reason why we are very blessed in a space that we can reach out to people very quickly. Like for myself, right, um, I don't actually, to be really honest, like actual classes, I don't teach a lot of real life classes actually, like face-to-face -face classes, but I share a lot on social media. If you go to my Facebook group, Let's Add Oil, which you probably see the screen on right now, even the webinar, 
that's where we do a lot of sharing as well. And that's also where, to me, right, has always been a space where I've also been very blessed to get people to, uh, to enroll under me too. Because they love what I share. They love uh, the personality that, that I, I mean, that comes forth in my writings and also in my Facebook Live videos. So that's where people actually come to me and say, hey, I just want to, oh, look at exploring the oils, could you help me out a bit, that kind of stuff. And that's how we got started as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so, so right in the beginning when I did like a couple of home sharings, um, yeah, we, we were having all these messenger groups on WhatsApp. And uh, it was just basically just sharing day to day. Oh, you know, this one looks really good. Do not use this oil for this thing. And it was very interactive because as a, as a chat group, um, we were mothers, all of us. And a lot of us are very new mothers and we wanted the best for our kids. So with that comes to, you know, being very open to trying something, something really awesome and natural for our babies too at a time. Uh, so yeah, a lot of sharing was actually day to day and yeah, through chatting actually. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So when um, when you were doing, I'm just curious about the technology. When is your app on your phone, the messenger? Is it a group um, texting or is it individual texting? Is it a group? It can be both. Okay, it can be both. Yeah. So so just imagine like um, imagine to be like say like Facebook Messenger. So if you use Facebook Messenger, you actually can. You can actually message people directly, privately, one-to-one -one in your contact list on Facebook. You can also create a group chat and you, you know, have people inside and then you just chat to all them together. So for WhatsApp, that's the same thing as well. I'm looking to see if you said it's called WhatsApp. Yeah, so that's W-H-A-T-S-A-P-P. -P. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. There it is, Messenger. So you guys, um, I'm going to type it in the box so in case if you're curious about this app. Yeah, so this is great if you have a smartphone. So you, you are connected to your people oh. all the time. <laughs> Whether it's not a good thing or not. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at everybody that's on the webinar and these, everybody's already knowing what's going on with this. Joanne's like... <laughs> popular in Europe and we've got Ted who says, yeah, all the teens in the U.S. are doing it. Obviously, uh, old people are over here. We don't know what to Yeah. It's, it's called WhatsApp, you know, for those of you that are yeah. in there. Yeah, because I have teens in Indonesia, uh, a, 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 a small presence in Malaysia and Hong Kong, and I have a couple of people in USA too. And that's how I keep in touch through WhatsApp. So it's like, they will just ping me. I will just ping them. <laughs> well, well, Ted just said the teens like it because their parents don't need to know what they're texting. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's valuable, you know, because I'll and the reason why I, want, I wanted to ask this faith is because, as we all know, people are not opening emails anymore, and people don't really like talking a lot on the phone. I mean, it's still part of our business and our care calling. But to be able to group message people and keep in contact with people where you can do videos and chatting and things like that, it's important for us to use the technologies. And I totally, you know, I totally agree with you. And it's really, it's really cool how you're leveraging the, the technology so that you can get the word out. I mean, and really be able to, to, to share that way. And 
um, your your public Facebook group for everybody who's on the phone is right there on the screen. I mean, that's Faith's group, and that's her little smiley face right there um, that you can see. Um, and you can see what she's got going on. Now, when you started growing your business, I know um, I, I know people are going to love to hear about this because as you started growing, you started growing as you went through each rank. You know, you had, um, you've changed. And now you more or less look at this as a game with your mind and your thoughts and your perspective. But what happened for you with you, if you want to you know, share with everybody how your journey was as you went through, you know, the different ranks? Especially with you and mm. your baby, you know, you know, you were a new mom, you've got this little baby, and then you were hauling butt and growing your business, and then you had another baby, and then you started going up in ranks, and I mean, you know, it was like a, now in different, se you know, we'll talk about the seasons in a minute, but what did you go through as you went through the ranks? Well, myself, right, um... So, so, so let's start from let's start from scratch. Um, if you talk about for those out there, if you're talking about from the ranks of distributor all the way up to senior star, it was really about. I mean, in a nutshell, it's really about loving the products, learning whatever you can, and sharing that love of the products to your people. You were sharing about it. Um, Lots of sharing, lots of using, lots of product love and knowledge, lots of uh, what you call that, uh, yeah, and, and paying that forward, sharing that forward. I know that different leaders will have different approaches, but at the time when I look back at what I did to get up through the ranks, that was how I do it. Um, looking back, I think people were very attracted, and I think they, are, they still are very attracted to the passion and the love that I have for the products, and, and they were just very drawn to it. At the rank of executive, because you're going to have that two legs of 1,000 PV each, each side. So what it actually means is that technically speaking, you're going to have like two team members with you that are willing to build the business with you and run with you in the building journey itself. So that's why I tell people that is also where you wanted to really start looking at reading up, learning about leadership, uh, really also very focused on self-growth too. Because I'm a firm believer that Wherever you are in your life, however is your paycheck like, whether it's from a job or from young living or whichever, it, it also it dictates also your growth too. Like for me right now, right, I have been at Platinum for about two years. And to be really honest with myself, right, I'm telling myself that ah, there's something here that I want to work on to, to unblock myself to get up to the next rank. Because I've always believed that it's never really about something external. It's not about, oh, it's the market weather is not so good. It's the cinnamon bug scandal. <laughs> right. It was really like me. It's what is in me that will create a situation on the outside. That's very, yeah. very true. And a lot of times we don't want to, we want to blame external forces, you know, we as in people, like, you know, the people, we sometimes are like, oh, well, all my people are lazy, or I can't find anybody to talk to, or all, everybody I know is already in Young Living, but unfortunately, as you grow and you become a, you know, you step into leadership, you realize it's not everybody, it's us. <laughs> yeah, so, 
Yeah, so let's put things in perspective over here, right? So, so okay, if you look at my group, most of us are actually in Singapore. So most of my members, most of my donors are in Singapore itself. Now, with a, with a population of 7 million people in this country, which is like really tiny compared to America, um, you, I mean, I can choose to believe that, oh, the market is saturated over here. Oh, you know, it's like, um, I, 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 there's no one I can enroll over here. But that's not true. It's like, um, if you look at the member database for Young Living Singapore, we are like about 80,000 active and inactive members itself. And just as of like um, the last the last vendor event that we had for a school, we managed to bring in like six enrollments, or is it five? Yeah, so it was pretty good. It, it was like there are opportunities out there. It's just that are we willing to be open to the fact that it might take us to adjust our perceptions to find the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, it's very true. And I don't know about you, but I find that when you're in an area that has a lot of awareness, it's, it's easier to enroll people because they've already, quote, heard of that. Oh, I've already heard of those oils or I've seen those. And there's already brand awareness of, around what we're doing. And I think it's easier to enroll people. Do you? For myself, yes, it's true because on one hand, people have already heard of Young Living Oils. It has become it become more mainstream in Singapore right now. In fact, uh, some months back, right, uh, the country newspaper Straight Times in my country actually approached me to do an interview for the national papers over here. And um, it was interesting because I mean, I feel that if the national newspaper is actually like, hey, I want to do an article about essential oils and I know about Young Living. That's pretty awesome, right? Because it's like, I know that, oh wow, you know, when I first started, essential oils were like, what kind of voodoo stuff is this thing? <laughs> like, why, why would you want to use oils? <laughs> You're a witch if you use oils, those voodoo oils. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, so so I guess, okay, I think what I was trying to say is that um, it, it's actually a different game, um, I would say, for when it's like lesser people knowing about the oils to right now the situation whereby we oils seems to be a lot more mainstream. So it has invited a lot more uh, awareness from the people, uh, media exposure, both, both good and not so good, I would say. So I would also say that in both situations, it actually means that you might want to take on a different approach in tackling it. Like in the beginning when I, when oils wasn't so um, mainstream in this country, for me personally, it was actually really about a lot of sharing, a lot of teaching about how to use the oils, what, what oils you use to support your wellness. Right now because it's, there's already a lot of knowledge floating out there, you know, within friends, um, on the internet, so people kind of understand how to use the oils. So right now it's really about setting myself, my team apart from the rest as how are we different from the other members out there. So that's really like going into branding, that's really going into like what do I stand for, what's my values, how can I serve and support you in ways that you might feel that it's, it, you, you want that, uh, you would, that you might want to choose me over the others. So we are selling a commodity over here, and that's the Young Living Oil. So, you know, every member, we are all using and sharing and also enrolling on the same products. There's no change there. But what would get a person to choose you over another 
is basically yourself, your branding, your personality actually. So I've also told my team to really look at that, look at what their strengths too. Some are really good at social media writing and sharing, so they're going on that platform. Some are better at the one-to-one, face-to-face meetup, or even like small group sharing itself. My upline, it should, they are not really, um, my, my uplines was a couple, you know, they are actually not really social media savvy, but they thrive in small intimate group settings, small intimate group gatherings, so that's what they do best. Yeah. You know, so when you went from executive to silver, I, you know, you realized that there were some struggles going from those two ranks. Um, what, how do you want to say, um, you know, there's this shift that has to happen from share, sharing to leadership. What did you, how did you put push through that so you could get through those two ranks and then even get to gold? Okay, so for, personally for my own journey, running from executive to silver itself, right, so it was really about, you know, uh, about growing myself as a person because I strongly believe that at the rank of executive, when you have the two team members that is wanting to be with you, um, there is always, that you have, so basically I will have people that is looking up to me, asking me, how do you build, could you guide me, uh, could, you, could you coach me, could you advise me, so and so forth. And I think my guess is that, I mean, when I look at the landscape uh, within my organization and also externally as well, um, I think that people, yeah, they have this, I think a lot of them may have this struggle about going from executive to server because it gets, it needs them to shift into that leadership mode. And one of the things that I was actually realizing was that, at least for Singapore, we Okay, we are a very westernized country and we're very modern as well. A lot of the um, the Americans, the Europeans, Australians likes to come over here to, to stay and to work, okay? However, in terms of female leadership, in terms of like, say, women leaders, it's not so common actually. Like, if you look at the, the companies that we have in Singapore, the corporate setting, the corporate workplace, a lot of the senior managers and you know in the, in the management board, they are actually males. Because I myself, I had that struggle too. When I went into the server, I was having that internal struggle about that. Oh, you know, I, I don't think I'm a good leader. I was telling myself that. I don't think I'm a good leader. I, I'm not this kind of like alpha, male, aggressive, dominant person. Yes. And I was struggling with it. Yeah, that's right. I was struggling with it. And I've and been like for a very long time actually. But until the point that I realized that um, it's not serving me, and I asked myself, what if I'm willing to learn about leadership? What if I'm willing to be open to being a better leader, to improve my skills as a leader, my my skills, my perspective, my you know, my my thoughts, and um, you know the way how I speak and everything, right? I it was very interesting because um, I realized that the human mind. Once we think that something is really possible, it starts to think about how how to get there rather than, okay, I cannot do this thing right now. I'm just going to shut down on this thought and shut off any possibility down this path. So that was my learning journey actually from um, silver all the way to gold. I'm still learning too as a partner. It's just a different uh, learning uh, in each rank altogether. Yeah. So, one thing I've also learned about leadership, at least for 
female leaders out there. And I'm speaking about this because I know that majority of the Young Living members and the leaders are actually female. When you see the men coming on board, it's because their wife has made something out of it. <laughs> and they are coming on board. <laughs> so yeah, so as female leaders, I think that, okay, we are all different, right? I mean, there's different women out there. But I think on the whole, we are softer, we are in the, we are in the state of we wanted to collaborate more and rather than to compete against one another. So I think that also sets a very good tone for network marketing because, you know, right, in network marketing, it's really about that. If you help your team to win, you win too. So collaboration is really a, a key of the game, actually. <laughs> Yes, and you know, Young Living is unique where we have so many females, and it's, you know, for a long time we were also an, an older population, now it's shifted quite a bit, you know, and it's more balanced than it was, but I do agree with you, and, and there is more collaboration, I believe, I, I don't know about other companies, because this is really the only one I was in, I was in another one just really briefly, but versus even corporate America, because you were in corporate America, not corporate America, corporate Singapore, but there's the collaboration is totally different in this, where people are genuinely helping each other. Like you and I, you know, on the the platinum support group, you know, there's all these people that are not even in each other's organizations that are supporting and helping each other. That they really get no benefit. I mean, where else does that happen? You know, <laughs> it's just amazing. it's really cool to see that. Oh, I love it. So um, when you were, you know, I guess the, I know that you were talking about that you've um, done a lot of personal development and you felt like you had limitations, you had limitations in your team, but did you have any fears about working with your friends and jeopardizing your friendships or, you know, creating any bad blood with them or hurting them or anything like that? Yeah, I do, I do, I have that too. There were times when, uh, in fact, my first experience was when I was from an executive going to server itself. Um, I, I realized that, I, and this was something that I tougher with until recently actually, from all the way from distributor all the way up to, to plat. It was actually that, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I'm just so, so scared about hurting people's feelings, about saying something that's out of turn and really cheesing the person off royally. So a lot of times I've learned, I've actually hold back what I wanted to say, but I also realized, and this is something that also my upline teaches me as well, is that if you are going to hold back about what you can uh, share with this person about their own, uh, about what's going on inside them, you're not serving this upline because you are choosing to be well-liked, to be popular, more than truly serving that person. Even, even, you know, even though they're telling you that they want to build this business as well. I, I was actually very taken aback when she told me that and um, I resisted for a long time to have that kind of really direct conversations with people too. Uh, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. So it really is about learning about that, um, having that conversation from the intention of love, about loving them and wanting and seeing the best of them, and to have that conversation too. Of course, to be honest, there were times that I was also very emotionally very uh, woke up as well. 
So I've also learned that it's important for me to, to ground myself first, to actually calm down first and to look things objectively before talking to the person about it. So it was never perfect. Like, I mean, I, I can tell you straight off that, um, you know, a lot of times when I look back at those past conversations, there are definitely times I'm being like, um, you know, like, oh my god, why did I do this? Oh, why did I say that? You know, the kind of things. Um, so still learning. Uh, hopefully getting better at it. <laughs> I actually told my team last month, right, it was quite interesting, telling my team last month that I'm just going to be very good with you guys. I'm not going to soft soap any of you because I don't think that will serve you at all. And I really want everyone in my team to win in this journey. So yeah, so that's what I'm doing right now that is something different. <laughs> you know, and, and most people, especially leaders, we don't talk about it, but really, I think one of the biggest struggles as a leader is worried about being a good leader. And that's a struggle that nobody really talks about, you know. Like, you don't see Royal Crown Diamonds talking about, I'm scared shitless of being a good leader, honestly, everybody. And I'm standing up here wondering how I got here, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's not, it's really true. <laughs> that's what they're thinking. <laughs> but in reality, yeah. like, you just need to share, and you need to just da, 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 and love your people. And really, they're going, am I a good leader? You know, I mean, it's just really the truth. And, I mean, you if you struggled with that, too, and, I, you know, I've struggled, I, I, just, I don't think there's anybody I know that hasn't struggled with that. Mm, 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 mm. I think that um, what also makes it really such a struggle for us is that if you are, if, I think for those who are on this call, right, you're probably either you are building your young living business full-time or it can be that, oh, you're doing this part-time, you're hoping to maybe make enough such that it's, it's a sustainable income for you. I think one of the things that I was really struggling with internally was that if I had a kind of conversation with my people, and, and mind you, because I'm doing this full-time, right, so suddenly the vested interest about that, okay, I have a financial stake over here. If I cheat them all, would it disrupt it would it disrupt or disrupt my business? Very real concern. So I think as a leader it was really to be to, to actually work through all this stuff as well. If you ask me, do I have an answer for you in that sense? Not really, but it's I think it's very important to work that through because it's the kind of challenges that shapes you up as a person too like your values and also your character too and also as a leader as well. Um, yeah, and, and like what they say, right, this is a leadership business. So, so um, I think a lot of us, including myself, right, um, we tend to be very caught up from time to time about the mechanics of things. Like people be asking me like, how do you build this business? Oh, how do you enroll? But really, maybe it's not really about the how, but it's your intention behind the how is like, what is your vision? What is your intention? Because I think that if two very different people uses the same words to enroll someone, um, because of how they are like and what do they want for themselves and for the other person, it comes out very differently too. So one of the things that I'm working uh, more with my people right now is to get away from the how, because once you're very clear about um, why you are doing this business, not just for yourself, but also what is your vision in your family, your financial, you have all the money in the world, 
um, that that you have, right? You don't worry about money ever. What would you want to do? So I've I've always wanted to come from the angle itself. I made this this one my own business. <laughs> yeah, if you cut out there just for a second, the audio got a little funky, but you're back. Oh, are you there? Okay, okay. There you are. Do we need to recap any of the points that I said? Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you need to recap on any of the points. Yeah, your last brilliant sentences, about three or four sentences were cut off. I'm, you could repeat because it was going out like, it sounded like <laughs> you were underwater. Even though you're from, you're across the water, it sounded like you were underwater. <laughs> Do you remember what you said? You can repeat for everybody. Okay, okay. So what I was saying is, Okay, so one other thing was that um, I think in this especially when we are so dazzled by other people's success, how they get in the rank so quickly, how their paychecks jump from you know figure to figure, um, I think that it's very easy to get lost in the mechanics of things. It's very easy to get lost in the oh, how did she do that? There must be a silver bullet answer to it. There must be a miraculous one magical answer that will solve everything. Not really the case actually. <laughs> yes. And um, one of the things that I've I'm learning and I'm also um, teaching my team is that it's not so much about how you do it, but it's from the kind of um, intention that you're doing this. If let's say I come to talk to you about the audits, right, and my intention is to sign you up so I can make more money out of you, you can bet that even if I use the same words of enrolling and teaching you about the audits, I, I think that the person will feel that, hey, this person is trying to make a buck out of me because she wants to buy more things so she can make some commission. Versus if I come to you from the space of wanting to support you and wanting the best for you, right, then the conversation tends to be rather different as well. So, I mean, to be honest, right, my social network is really small. I, if, if you talk about how many good friends I have, I only have one. Okay, do I socialize a lot, like with personal friends and everything? No, not really. I actually do a lot of my, uh, a lot of my stuff about socializing on the social media itself. I'm really, I'm really closer to my family, and I keep my, my social network really small. But I think that it was also this, also the personality of that me, um, wanting to share, wanting to support, wanting to teach people, right? That got them attracted to me as well. So on the whole, every month, right, I'm able to sponsor about at least one or two per month. Uh, in good months, it will be about seven. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's really about what's inside you. What's inside you that makes you shine as a person, that makes people want to sign under you. The products are the constant. It's you that they will choose to go under. <laughs> yes, I know. If you, if you have passion and excitement and good energy and good intention, you cannot say the wrong thing to the right person. I mean, you just, you literally, I remember when I first started, I didn't know anything. Like, I knew nothing about network marketing. I knew nothing really even about the products. And I would enroll 80 to 100% of the people in classes that were 10 to 15 people. And we would go to expos and events and we would just enroll anybody, everybody. I mean, I was sponsoring 100 people a month, you know, and my, me and my team. And we, it was because we were so excited. I mean, it was, you know, it wasn't really what we knew. It was what we were, how we were saying it and what we were, you know, getting excited about. So it's totally, totally true. Now, let's talk about, um, so that we make sure we get to this topic, because it's one of my favorites that you and I have discussed. 
do you want to talk to people about sharing, share with them this, you know, what you found with having different seasons in your business? Because I know you've struggled with this, you know, as you've had your second child and, you know, when people have things going on in their life. Do you want to talk about that? Because it's a really big deal for people who have been in for more than a couple years, you know, because this will happen. And, and you, uh, you know, you've come to, you know, uh, understanding that very well. Mm. So, so one, uh, so if you look at um, the the rank achievements in my young living journey, this is the third, this is the third year of my young living uh, business journey. Actually, um, it it was just very interesting because um, in the beginning, I have the I am very blessed and have the good fortune to climb the ranks very quickly. So to give you like a kind of like a lowdown, right? I actually went from senior staff to executive in ten days trying to raise for the leadership summit <laughs> at the time to qualify for it. From executive to server, I hit it in two months. From server to go, I hit it in six months. From go to plat, it's not six months or so. Then things slow down. <laughs> and I find that I like talking about this on my journey because I think that if I talk a lot about my success, it will, it might alienate or even uh, what you call that, discourage people from, from wanting to build. But and so and so I get really real and want to talk about my failures instead. <laughs> so I hit platinum like when that was like uh, this two oh one six two oh one four. So I hit platinum in November two oh one four. And uh, to be really honest, I and I, this is something I've been open my team about. I'm happy. I have been an unstable platinum. So I have been like going out to plat and dropping on the go, then going plat, go plat, go the kind of stuff, right? And it was very interesting because at the time right, I was also pregnant. I'm not saying that excuse, I'm just saying this. <laughs> I was also pregnant. Uh, I went through an unexpected labor where I had to be induced rather than to wait for him to want to come up and say hi to the world. And also for our son, um, for the next six months after he was born, he had a series of health challenges one after the other. So it, it had been a very intense six months for last year, in fact. And so, um, and so, I, I, so this, this is the one thing that I use to tell people about the season in your life. I just finished watching the Multiply uh, broadcast, the one where we had the Young Living Leaders talking, talking about their business and their journey along family and business. And it's just very interesting and also very touching for me when I see these awesome top leaders of female. <laughs> and they are going very emotional when they talk about how they were juggling family and business, and that is the same thing for me too. It was that, and I like, I think it was Terry Secret when she said this, it was that it was never really about work-life balance, but it was really having about harmony in your life. So if you think about your life, right, as a sounding as a soundboard, you know when those DJs, they mix the music, they have this huge board whereby they turn the level up on this, on this song, turn the level down on, on this part here so that the pitch is correct, the song is great, um, and the things of our life is like that. So if you ask me, what is the season of my life when I first left my corporate job and did young full time? It was a season of real hard work and hustle. It was like working, um, like literally, like twelve to eighteen hours a day just to keep up, just to bring in the income to feed the family as well. Yeah, because in the beginning. 
yeah, our income wasn't enough. It was like I was only bringing like one tenth of my corporate salary actually. So the hustle was real. I needed the speed and the momentum to get the business and to get the income up. Now, when it has stabilized and you're comfortable, I got pregnant, right? And um, during the journey of uh, being pregnant, you know, going through nausea and tiredness and stress and then giving birth and, and juggling with my son's health concerns, it was a season of being with family actually. So if I and so at the time my soundboard was actually really high on family and really low on the business. Unlike previously before my son was born, it was high on the business and a lot lower on the family. So 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 I'm keeping it really real here. If you ask me to look back, am I okay with that? Yes I'm okay with it. Because I know that um, because most of the situations when my son was recovering and everything was when I know that you know, anytime if I have to choose again, family over business, it will always be family over business. It will never be the other way around. So, so I actually went on hiatus for like about a year, eight months to a year. Um, uh, you know, from the mid from from midway in my pregnancy all the way to my son was born to about he was six months old. And I was just telling Jen previously that it was, oh my god, it was such a, what you call it, it was such a challenge to get back into the business full-time. And um, in the past, when we only have one child, and both my husband and I were stay-at-home parents, it was easier. It was easier to say that, okay, hi, uh, husband, you go and look after our daughter, I will do the business. And I had the luxury of time that I could just be in the business for several hours a day. When it comes to having a second child, and that we were, you know, like, you know, getting used, adapting to having a new member in the family, all of us, so it's not just me, my husband, but also my, my daughter too, she's getting used to be a big sister, she was having those bouts of, like, um, uh, tantrums over, you know, not being the only one for our parental attention, really. So it was that, it was my son's illnesses, it was us parents uh, coping with having two kids at home. So at the time, right, the easiest way to cope with having two kids at home is to split them up. So my husband takes on my daughter and I take on my son. Also because I'm nursing my son like 24-7, so he needs to be near me as well. Right. So, yeah, so that also teaches me to actually um, to be really, what you call that, that teaches me to also have a shift in the way how I work. Previously when I work, I could just work for hours non-stop without a break. But when I had my son, it was really learning and shifting and to be okay with working in little pockets of time. So like nowadays, um, if you ask me how many hours do I work in a day, I would tell you that it's roughly from like about one hour, maybe all the way up to five hours. If you have an event, it'd be about five hours or so, or a class to teach. Um, but if it's like just being at home, you doing some messaging or social media stuff, using the laptop for a bit, it's roughly about two, three hours. And the two, three hours was never really like I have that chunk of two, three hours by myself. It would be like saying, okay, the, the, the big kid is in school, so I have the baby at home. So, okay, fine. My husband will have the baby. I will just run in and do my work. And then an hour later, my son will say, okay, uh, my son will cry for milk and he, wants, and he wants to be a nurse. So that's the story of my life right now, you know, working at pockets of time. Like every pocket of time is like, what, from 15 minutes to my hour? So it's like, you know, juggling yeah, the business and juggling um, being a mother and being a family. And, and to be okay with that. I think at the beginning, I had a lot of resistance to this. I was like very angsty and not very happy with the way how things were working out. 
But I think when I, I and, and one thing I also tell people is that if you're very stuck in your business journey, please use the oils. Because the oils are really awesome, they really help me to shift into a mindset that this can be done, you know. And it's also a good thing because if I'm still working the kind of hours like I did in the past, then it's not necessarily healthy for me as I grow through the rank. Because if, if, at, if at this rank I'm working these number of hours, does it mean that I have to work 10 times the number of hours when I'm at a higher rank? <laughs> so it teaches me about that actually, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, we got just a few minutes left. I know we've been like, this is so good. And I, I love, especially with parents and, mo you know, moms and dads talking about this because it's a struggle. And a lot of people use their children as excuses not to run their business. But I know that, listen, you know, Randy Gage was the first time I ever heard him say, he said, you know, we've got to use our children as the reason for our business versus to not do the business and to have parents on here is just, I think, so important. One of the things you turned me on to that I didn't know about um, when we were chatting is the Passion Planner. We've got just a couple minutes, and I, I put this out even in the email, that you want to share quickly what this Passion Planner has done for you, and it's passionplanner.com. Um, and I don't know if you've got your team doing it as well, but you want to share what that is. It's very popular, but for some reason I never heard of it. <laughs> so go ahead. Okay, so actually, um, actually, to about late last year, I when I was going through my resistance and frustration about not having more time to work, right? So I was actually hunting around for like anything that would help me in terms of like time management, in terms of being more productive at work and being more focused, right? Um, and, and it was just very interesting because I stumbled upon uh, Lindsay Gramont, uh, the homemade mummy. So she had this YouTube video, she was talking about time secrets, and I was like, oh, something that I must watch. So I watched it, and she was so good, right? She was so good. She was, she was talking about that she was able to, um, she, she actually was working like 80 to 100 hours a week. Oh. But then, she has learned that, yeah, but, but then, you know, she, like me also, right, we were actually home for our kids. We, want, we are doing this business because we want to be home for our kids. And, and she realized that, hey, you know, um, but I'm working 80 to 100 hours a week. Isn't it like a corporate job kind of thing? So she started talking about Danny Johnson's, um, the course, Time Secrets. I haven't, uh, I haven't invested in that yet, but she also flashed about the Passion Planner. And I was so intrigued that I could be going all the way from USA and ship in Singapore. <laughs> it was a very high cost to myself. But I love the book because um, it's actually a paper planner. It's not an electronic planner, it's a paper planner. What I like about it is that it was very clear about the dreams that you have in your life. Write it down. And it teaches you about how you want to uh, break it up into, into little chunks and put it into each thing of your life. So what I do is that I combine that with Melissa Pepin's idea of having color codes for each area of my life. So when I write down in my passion planner, like in each thing, what am I doing? I want to make sure that um, I have a good mix of like the different colors in each thing as well. So like, for example, uh, green for me is the business because it means money. Yellow is family. Blue is uh, romance with my husband. Uh, red or pink is actually fitness. And, and purple is my own self-care time. So across a week, right, I want to make sure that uh, I would have a, a, good, a good mix of actually 
all these colors in my paper planner. You don't really get that in a in a phone planner, in a in an electronic planner itself. So I like the fact that the passion plan gets me to zoom out and see what's going on in my life and to understand and to set what is important to me, what's my focus for each month as well. And breaking on each week, uh, what would be what would I want to focus on? And having said that, because Previously, I'm the kind of person that uh, I'm not so good. I'm I'm not, I'm I'm actually very organized, but I'm not very good at like saying that. Okay, I have this dream, and I'm breaking down little chunks and see what can I do with each thing. So I'm really more like a big picture person per se. I'll just write this goal down and just check it in the drawer and forget about it. But the planner gets me to really um, get really concise as to like, okay, <clears throat> you have this amount of time per day. Um, maybe like two or three hours a day. So what do you want to do about it to get to the goal that you wanted? And I love it for that actually. It actually helps me to stabilize my rank uh, finally the past three months. Uh, and we have seen like a good, what you call that, um, I think it was like about a good 30% increase in our income also when, we started, when I started using the passion planner. Yeah. Yes. It's a very good tool. And um I'm glad you turned me on to it because I didn't see it and I, I've got that tab pulled up and I want to get one of them. It's a passionplanner.com. So, wow. Well, Faith, we have done our hour, if you can believe it. We're, <laughs> it's just like, holy smokes, you know. It's time that to uh, finish up our webinar call and I'm just so grateful that you are um, you're here and taking the time with us. Is there anything that you want to leave with anybody? You know, like any words of last word of advice um, before we finish up here? I think that um, the one thing that I want to say is that regardless where you are in your journey, celebrate it. I think a lot of us are very caught up, including myself, right? We're very caught up in, oh my god, that person went up in rank, it's just so glamorous, it's like, how do they do it, and why am I still here? I just want everyone to know that, um, you know, we are all in our own different journey, because we need to be there, we need, there's something in it that I think that we want to learn from, I personally want to learn from it, you know, so that when I go up the diamond, right, I'm ready for it, and I'm doing it in a sustainable state in a sustainable way, you know. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm loving this part of my journey, learning and learning about myself more and more each day too. So that's one thing that I want to leave with me for everyone out there. Mm. Well, thank you so much. That was excellent wisdom because I tell you, and, when, and I've seen this happen in the last couple of years because there were some people that have grown really fast and then there are people who've been doing this a long time and I know I see in their eyes, I see guilt or shame because people will say, well, I've been stuck at silver for five years or they are not a diamond yet. Like even myself, you know, we took time off because of health reasons and we had to move and, you know, then we were working on the diamond factory projects. That's why I didn't pop diamond yet. I'm so darn close. It's ridiculous. But again, I got to step back and say, you had these other things that you needed to do. You know, there was stuff going on in your life that you had to take care of and be okay with that. So it's really wise and it's really good to um, to remember that for everybody who's listening and, and watching that you're on your own track and you're learning your own things. And what Faith said is very correct. 
and we've got to be at peace with that, you know, and, and use your peace and calming and your acceptance oil and, 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 and be okay with that because it is true and, and self-flogging doesn't get you anywhere just but frustrated and then you quit and then your dreams could maybe not be realized because of that. So, well, thank you so much, Faith, for joining us on your lovely morning as we wrap up our evening and... Uh, I really appreciate you, and I cannot open the lines up here like I do on the call for everybody to say goodnight to you, but I know they're saying goodnight to you. And um, if you anybody wants to um, find Faith, you can find her on Facebook, and then her group here is called uh, Let's Add Oil, and you can also reach her through there. So thanks so much, Faith, and you have a great day, and we're going to all get ready to go to bed. <laughs> Okay, right. Thank you so much for having me on your yeah on your Monday night call. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks. Okay, have a good one, Faith. Faith, bye bye. Bye.